Hello and welcome to the All Three Points betting podcast uh, with me, Tom Love of We Love Betting Gold. I'm joined today with Jerry Taylor from Jerry Taylor's Tips and uh, James, aka The Betting Desk, will be adding his thoughts on at the end of this podcast. Um, so, yeah, welcome. So, Jerry, um, how are we doing? Yeah, all good here, Tom. Yeah, all good. Just looking to get back into the swing of things after the international break. It's been a good week for international football, if you're certainly a Scotland fan. We're going... <laughs> We're improving at a rate of knots, which is good to see after all the years of pain. But uh, yeah, glad to get my teeth into the league stuff this weekend again. Yeah, I mean, at least that's the last uh, international break for a while, so I can kind of focus fully on domestic matters. And um, yeah, it, it just, I don't mind international football, actually, I quite enjoy it. Um, seeing stuff like what's happened with Scotland and seeing teams. Uh, in these kind of penultimate games, do really well. So yeah, um, but we, we we want the bread and butter, don't we? We want the uh, the league action back. And even though the EFL was on, there's not many League One games anymore that that kind of stand the test of time in in terms of international football. So yeah, full slate this weekend, and I presume you've got a couple of players in Scotland for us. Yeah, I'm going to start off in uh, the Premiership up here today, Tom. Um, my first pick is going to be Hearts. Um, Hearts are away from home to Motherwell. Um, Hearts have been going pretty well this season. If they've got a chance with Celtic and Rangers on Cup duty this weekend, League Cup semi-finals, Hearts have got a chance to limbo in between Rangers and Celtic in the league. So um, last time out, they were very, very impressive. Um, Dundee United who had been going great guns themselves in the, the Premiership up here um, it was 5-2 to Hearts at Tynecastle Robbie Nielsen actually played without a recognised striker Liam Boyce is still working his way back for injury um, so it was Ben Woodburn and a few of the pacey wide guys and it worked a treat 5-2 um, as I say to Hearts and by all accounts it could have been like you know 8-4 the game it was you know end to end stuff a great game to watch I watched the highlights but certainly the the full game, I think there could have been loads of goals here. Um, Hearts are five to four with Skybet, Tom, um, away from home at Motherwell. I think, I mean, they've, they've been going good guns, but Motherwell, see on all the data, Motherwell have been masquerading in the top half of the league, but really on the data, I'm not having Motherwell at all. I mean, they went and won at Pataudry, but they only, they're only two shots at goal. You know, it was a smashing grab. So I'm. I've been trolling through their data. Their, their, X, their goals against in the XG is the worst in the league, just over, smidgen over two goals a game. So I really think Hearts, if they keep up the momentum, if the international break hasn't burdened them a wee bit, if you like, and they've got Craig Gordon, who's been in great form and uh, yeah. Nets for Scotland. So they're really a strong outfit now. They've been very savvy. Um, the guy, Joe Savage, that does our recruitment, they've been very savvy in the loan market. They've brought up yeah. some guys from down south, like um, Alex Cochran for Brighton, Ben Beningame from um, Everton. Um, they've got Cammy Devlin, I think he's came for Australia. They've really brought in some really good recruits and uh, they've went for being a championship team last season to being, you know, one of, they're looking as if they're definitely going to be third, uh, top three, top four material anyway. Um, just think, everybody else is even money, about 365 is even money. I think that's a nice wee slice of value, the five to four with Skybet. Um 
as I say, they're just fresh for banging in five goals. So it'll be interesting to see if Nielsen reintroduces Liam Boyce if he's back fit, I don't know. Um or whether he goes with that kind of formation that worked a treat last time out at Tynecastle. But that's my first pick there, Tom. Yeah, nice. I've been quite impressed with Hearts. I didn't expect too much of them just because of just coming up, obviously, last season. But they've done well and the dirt is kind of proving um, that they have made some good signings. And yeah, do you expect them to maybe um, cement a, a top six place? I mean, I think they're looking, they're looking certainties for the top four now because Aberdeen have been really off colour this season. Hibs right. have been on a hell of a slump as well. So you'd everybody tipping up Scottish football stuff pre-season, the, the pre-season anti-post stuff, would have went Celtic Rangers, Hibs, Aberdeen. There's your top four guaranteed. You know, they'd have been quite um, strong on that, but it's not the case. And the likes of Hearts and Dundee United are looking to get crash that party. But just going through all their numbers, I mean, they've scored in every game, Tom, in the league Hearts, yeah. except the 0-0 nil, nil derby, which that actually could have been a 3 H. It was a great game between Hearts and Hibs at Tynecastle. But they've scored in every game, so I can see them, see them scoring here again. But the only kind of shining light for Motherwell has really been Tony Watt. He's been in great form um, back to his old best when he was a youngster with Celtic. He's been banging in a few for Motherwell. But other than that, when I threw the Motherwell data and the Motherwell team itself, it, it really strikes me as a bottom six outfit. So how they've started in the top six, I think they've got a wee bit jammy and a wee bit lucky. Excuse the pun there for the jam touch. <laughs> but uh, I think I think Hearts, if they play anything like they've been doing um, and they carry that, they'll have a big support there and filling uh, one of the ends of the ground and making a, a lot of noise here. So I can see Hearts, um, you know, uh, scraping a win here, certainly at five to four with, with Sky. I'll crack on my mother one, Tom. Um, yeah, yeah. It's in uh, League One, in Scotland, um, if you just bear with me here, it's a wee bit, the, the numbers I've got for this drag on a wee bit. I was actually, I went and watched Aloha last week, you'll, you'll probably be aware, Tom, Aloha yep. against um, Montrose last week. It, nothing really happened in the first half, then it finished two each in the second half. And I've just been going through all the, all the Aloha matches this season. It's quite interesting, the last seven games. Um, we're getting a load of late goals in Aloha games, so I'm sort of monitoring that but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see whether it's down to maybe a wee lack of fitness there or whether it's just mental fragility in the Aloha team but don't get me wrong they're scoring a few late goals but they're conceding a hell of a lot as well um, the last seven games Tom this is the minutes that late goals have went in Dumbarton v Aloha an 80th minute goal Aloha v Cove um, Aloha got a 76th minute goal Cove got an 83rd and an 89th minute Aloha against Peterhead Peterhead got an 84th minute goal Queen's Park against Aloha. Queen's Park scored in the 88th minute. Aloha scored in the 90th and the 90th second. Aloha v Airdrie. Airdrie scored in the 85th minute. Falkirk v Aloha. Falkirk scored in the 88th minute and Aloha scored in the 90th. And then last week Montrose got a 77th and a 91st minute equaliser. So there's something, there's something in that there that I think Barry Ferguson, who's managing them, I, I definitely think he could have managed that game out. He got a victory last week, but they end up drawing two each. The bet I'm actually going to be going for here, Tom, is um, for both, basically both teams to score in the second half of us. I'm highlighting the late goals in the, the game, but basically the, those seven games that I read, I read out, the second half goals have been 1, 4, 2, 5, 2, 2, 4. So I think we've got a good chance here between Aloha and Dumbarton. Uh, the, their opponents this Saturday of both teams scoring the second half. Dumbarton themselves, um, 
away from home. Uh, they've conceded 15 goals and 10 of them have been in the second half. But they've been able to score in the second half against 57% of the time away from home. Allo only keeping clean sheets. They've only had one clean sheet in seven um, in the second half of games, rather, at home. And uh, they've only failed to score Allo in the second half at home once out of seven. So everything's kind of pointing to some second half goals here. So 2-1 for both teams to to bag a goal in the second half here uh, is a strong fancy. When we go through the numbers data for both these teams for the, the average uh, goals, Allo's home games average 3.57 goals and Dumbarton away from home. Um, they've actually got the top um, 3.57 goals as well. They're, they're top of the pops for uh, goals in their games away from home. Although our second top with 3.57 as well with home goals. So I think it's all geared up for goals and hopefully the, the balance at Seesaw is towards the second half of the goals and we'll land a, a nice 2-1 wager there in, at the Endo Drill Stadium between Aloha and Dumbarton. Yeah, no, that, that's a really interesting market. Quite a, quite a chunky price as well. Um yeah, I'll, I'll, a, I mean, go on, mate. Sorry, Tom, it might be a game that some run. I don't really do loads in running stuff, but mm. it's a game maybe to keep your eye on inside Saturday or any of the running punters that like a wee, to see how the game's panning out because you do have markets with some of the bookies on what's, you know, who's going to score or is, you know, the last 15 minutes of games, that can, kind of thing. If if the Allo trend does keep up with the late goals thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I know a few people who kind of work to half time, and if there's a couple of games that are nil nil, they'll they'll chuck in over one and a half goal acker, um, and, get, and get a decent price. So yeah, um, one to watch out for for the in-play punters there. Um, I'm gonna go into League One for my two players in the EFL. Um, I found the League Two slate quite difficult this weekend. Um, I usually go into League Two because I think that there's more value in it generally. Um, but, yeah, it's it's about League One for me. And it's the team that I just I love this season to kind of get on board with, and it's Rotherham. They're at home yep. against Cambridge this weekend. And Rotherham around one to two, I think, best price, which isn't that bad, really, um, when you kind of delve into the data. But I'm going to boost that to, I think it's 1.95 with Marathon Bet, uh, taking Rotherham minus one on the Asian handicap. Um, I just think that if you look at the data, um, Rotherham are kind of streets ahead. They're top in terms of expected goals with a 72% ratio. That's outstanding stuff um, in a really competitive league. Uh, just just for some context, the second place side on XG is Oxford, and they're with a 64% ratio. Um, and, and then you've got the likes of Sheffield Wednesday at 47%. So Rotherham have kind of benefited from kind of the, the compound effects of having Paul Warner as a manager for a long time now. He knows the division. He's been there, seen it, done it, and the players love him, the fans love him. So... Everything is going right at that club. Um, and I just think they're a team that that is so solid to back because defensively they're sound. You know, only conceding 0.6 XG per game is, is excellent work. Um, but going forward, you know, they're more than happy to score goals. And interestingly, uh, they've won nine games this season, but eight of them games they've won by two or more goals, which would have seen this bet pay out. Um, so I think... Uh, it's a nice little jump up in price there, considering that 
when they do score, they tend to get a second and then they can see games out. You know, very streetwise in that respect. Uh, Freddie Wadapo has been banging them in. Um, big Smith up front as well. I think he got a player of the month for uh, October. Yeah, he's, he's been excellent. Well, well, as well, Tom, yeah. Yeah. And um, I just think that the midfields, there's quality options there now with Wiles and um, Rathbone, who's an excellent player they got from Rochdale. Uh, just savvy recruitment at the at the back. They've got Wood and Iwick, who can actually pop up with a couple of goals themselves. So, yeah, I, I like Rotherham and just the, a bit on Cambridge. I've uh, got a massive respect for their manager, Mark Bonner. I think he's done an absolutely outstanding job. One of the best in the AFL um, by far distance over the last kind of season, season and a half. And they've done really well to kind of compete in a really, really strong league one this season. Despite not doing too much in terms of transfers in the summer, they've not got a massive squad. Um, but I just think that when they come up against the top dogs, especially on the road, um, they can falter. We saw that uh, against MK Downs losing. I think it ended 4-1 that. Um, I just think that there's too much of a gap in terms of quality between these two sides. And yeah, um, Rotherham should get the job done. But I'm going to take a minus one on the Asian handicap there, which is... Um, Basically means that if Rotherham win by one goal, we actually get our money back. We don't lose anything. But if they win by two or more, um, like they have done in eight of the nine wins this season, then we'll pocket a, a winner at a, a decent price. Um, and just my other bet um, is <laughs> it's probably not the glamour tie, uh, suffice to say. It's Crew versus Gillingham. And these are two teams that are kind of really struggling um, in terms of goals, especially. But there's been a lot of kind of um, bad vibes around Gillingham, especially uh, at the minute, because the manager, Steve Evans, has been heavily linked with the Stevenich job. And it really wouldn't surprise me if he up sticks and leaves, because I've been listening to quite a few of his post-match interviews, which are usually quite entertaining listens but he's been very downbeat uh, he kind of came out and said that he's getting absolutely no no help from upstairs um uh, the owner scally uh paul scally is coming under a lot of pressure and has been for a long time with jill's fans and, and rightly so because you know that they're, they're not really investing in that squad and they've got an, an absolute mountain of injuries which has been made worse um, from last weekend against Sheffield Wednesday where Vidane and Oliver, probably their focal point up front, uh, he's been hitting the goals in for them. He got injured and so did Kyle Dempsey, who's probably their best creative player. Uh, yeah. So they, they'd had a load of injuries before that and I think there's only about six first-team players, uh, kind of senior players who are fit at the minute. Um, so uh, I think it was a left-back game in um for his debut and kind of had a bit of a nightmare last week uh against wednesday so yeah i, I think that um doing him and they're just going to come here and try defend i think and maybe try to take a point um because they've got no attacking options i mean charlie kelman came in on loan from qpr but he's been sent back after not really doing anything uh so I, i'm not even sure who they're going to go with up front um 
maybe if Max Amos fit, he, he might go as kind of a, a utility front man, which wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, I, I think Gillingham are a, a team that I want to get against um, usually. But the problem is they're coming up against Crew, who have been equally as poor, um, well, even worse than Gillingham of late. I just think that we, we've spoke about Crew probably more than any other team on this podcast in, in the EFL because of all the players that they've lost. So I'm not going to go over all that again. But yeah, they're, they're just lacking options, they're lacking confidence. They're just losing week in, week out, but struggling for goals. And I just think that this has the look of a really low-scoring, scrappy, tight affair where both teams will fancy their chances of winning, but it won't surprise me if this ends nil-nil. Uh, but it's the under 2.5 goals at 4-5 to five with Boyle Sports, which I think looks a, a cracking price. Um, it's, it's around 8-11 to 11 generally. Uh, so a bit, bit of value there with Boyles. Um, I might have a little tick on the nil-nil as well here because, yeah, there's not many attacking options for both sides. I expect both to be uh, embroiled in quite a, quite a tasty relegation scrap in League One this season because of all the strong sides. So, yeah, I'm expecting quite a, quite a tense and tight game there, uh, a crew against Chewingham. Um, so yeah, they're my two bets from League One. Crew versus Gillingham under two and a half goals at four to five, and Rotherham minus one Asian handicap at one point eight five with marathon bets. Um, have you yes. got any um, in Steve the EFL? I was going to mention Steve Evans. There. He's a bit of a character, oh. doesn't he? He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't stay long for you know a couple of seasons probably. Apart from Crawley, he was at Crawley for a while, but I think most of the rest of the jobs he's here for a year, maybe two years max. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him move on but I actually remember watching him when I was a lad he, he played up here as a midfielder with, before the belly came obviously um, <laughs> he was a midfielder for Clyde up here back in the day when I was when, when even I was in short trousers going to see the games up here but uh, he's, he's some character Steve Evans isn't he yeah he's um he's, he's once someone who probably gets bored pretty easily so it wouldn't surprise me if uh, he's kind of off even if he has has to drop down to League Two. I think yeah. if he can get things on his own terms a bit more, then he's going to go anywhere. <laughs> and yeah, Sorry. it's it's poor, poor vibes around Julian. Hopefully that gets sorted out sooner rather than later. Okay, according with my English pick uh, then, Tom. Um, yeah. West Ham in the Premier League, they've been on a great run as long as the, the international break hasn't affected the momentum, but they've been on a fantastic run as everybody knows. Um, that last performance against Liverpool was a bit, you know, but yeah, a marker being put down. You know, West Ham are yes. obviously gate, gate crashing the party um, in the top four, and you know their form and the results this season. You know, on all that, you know, it looks as if they, they deserve it. Um, they've only lost to Man United and Brentford. Um, out of seventeen games, they've got eleven wins, twelve if you include the penalty shootout win against Man City. Three draws and only two the two losses that I mentioned there. The third in the league on merit. Um, in two thousand and twenty one, um, away from away from home, there ten wins, three draws, three defeats. So very impressive on 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 the road on their travels. They're away from home to Wolves this weekend. Wolves themselves have started pretty well under Bruno Lage, haven't they? Um, they're sort of winner bust though. They're, they've won five, they've lost five. I think they've, they've drawn only one. So there's less draws than there was with um, the previous manager. Um, just think that West Ham are still... I mean, I've been following them recently, having a wee couple of pounds on them here and there. 
their scoring goals obviously away from home as well. Um, they're pretty much. I think they've only three games this year. They've no scored then on their on their travels. But I just feel as if to get six to four on West Ham for this game with Willie Hills. Just feel as if that's a wee bit bigger than it should be, just yeah. based on where they are. If you, if you rubbed out their name and just looked at the results and where they're sitting in the league, you know, if they were a Chelsea, if they were a Man City, or Liverpool, they wouldn't be going off at six to four here. Just think, Moyes has done an amazing job. Um, I'm sure the Man United fans would 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 take him and place Oli right now at this moment in time. But um, the job he's done, he's got a big, strong, physical team, but they they play some nice stuff as well. And they kind of bullied Liverpool a wee bit, didn't they, with some of the corners and set plays, Tom? So yeah. that's that's my, that's my main so that's my only selection for England this week. Six to four, West Ham to win away to Wolves at, um, with William Hills. What's your thoughts on that, Tom? Yeah, um, I'm I'm in complete agreement. Uh, I kind of I've been looking at maybe in the draw or bet market, but I can completely get on board with a six to four. Just looks too big. I agree. I think we need to kind of reevaluate. West Ham and kind of they are uh, a top four side really and the, the, the data is kind of showing up as being really good they're not kind of getting lucky and yeah I think that Wolves I don't mind them this season but I don't know the worst yeah yeah but uh, yeah, I think it's West Ham's game to win because this they show how they've like they're pragmatic, aren't they? Away from home, but they can, they can boss games too. So they've they've got loads of different strengths. I've mentioned before that the balance of that side is really good. So yeah, I think that's a, a cracking shout. I mean, they brought they brought big Zuman and Declan Rice has played out his skin, and I know a favourite of yours, Michael Antonio. He's been doing the damage as well. So there'll be plenty more goals to come from him. Suchek as well. So. They've got all areas of the pitch covered quite well. So if they can keep that going, and as I say, if the international break hasn't um, caused their momentum to be, you know, affected, that that that's one I'm go, go, going to have a few quid on this weekend. I think. Yeah, no, like that. Um, I'm I'm kind of swerving the Premier League this year. I, I just something about it kind of after a uh, international break. I think it's it's sometimes quite hard to kind of get your head around it and you're waiting to see who's going to be back from internationals and so on and so forth. So I'm I'm gonna head instead to um Italy um and take a goals based approach rather than a team based approach here. And I'm I really like the odds on this actually. It's ten to eleven, one point nine um with marathon bet for over two point five goals in Fiorentina versus Milan. Which I just think's um, too big. I expected that this line to be at kind of 2.75 at least, uh, because if you look at Milan um, doing really well again under Pioli, who's probably not getting the credit he deserves still. Uh, they've scored in every game this season, and the last four away games have ended 2-1, 3-2, 4-2, and 2-1 with Milan winning all of those games and they've been a decent enough sides as well the likes of Atalanta and Roma so they show that they can mix it with the good teams and I think that Fiorentina are a side that I want to kind of get with in terms of goals this season because they've got a manager in Vincenzo Italiano who was very kind of goals heavy uh, with his Spezia side last season and they're kind of, they're kind of bringing that into into Florence and Fiorentina have seen plenty of games uh, see Overs Cop and especially at home at the Artemio Franchi which is a, a terrific stadium they've seen over two and a half in all five games there 
Uh, they've just come off the back, back-to-back 3-0 wins at home against Cagliari and Spezia. So, yeah, they, they've shown that they can score. They, they've two scored in um, every home game. So, I like the odds on kind of both teams to score here. Um, but I'd, I'd rather just take the over two and a half just because um, I, th- I think that the jump up in price from BTTS to over two and a half is just too big to ignore here. So, I just think that with with Lahovic up front for Fiorentina, one of my favourite strikers in Europe at the minute, he's he's a player that I saw. I went I went to a Fiorentina game a couple of years ago against Atalanta, and he was playing up front. Um, it was kind of one of the first games he was playing for them up front with Chiesa, who's now at Juventus, and that they were just so lively. But he's come on leaps and bounds now, and. He's someone who's just scoring week in, week out. So his odds to score any time, I think there was about six to four um, in some places, which which just looks too big as well. Um, he, he's a man in absolutely fantastic form. And I like the business that they've done now. They've brought in Audrey Azola on loan from Real Madrid, who looks better every kind of game that I've seen him play. Saponada, who is a great ball carrier. Castellavilli is going to come back in as well. Um, plenty of options and they should be able to score but Milan have been firing um, as I mentioned that they've been they had, a, they had a terrific record actually last season of scoring two or more goals in games um, especially in the second half of the season it was kind of a cash cow for anyone who was backing that and that has kind of carried on into this season so with Ibrahimovic uh, Rafael Leal is someone who was really disappointing last season, but he's been excellent this term. Uh, Krunic as well, Salamakas. They've got loads of options in different areas of the pitch. Uh, the wing-backs do get forward, so I'm expecting a really fun game at the Atemo Franchi. And yeah, Overs is the way in there for me at 1.9. Um, I think that that's probably going to shorten up. I, I, I would expect that to go off more like at 8 to 11, to be honest. So yeah, all over the Overs there for me. Um, I'll just chime in now with my long shots. Um, this is actually where we're going to go from uh, Florence, the lovely Florence, to Wrexham. Uh, Wrexham versus Wealdstone is where I'm heading. And Wrexham, obviously, there's loads of pressure on them to go up this season with the money that they've spent. A uh, good manager there, who I'm obviously a fan of him, Phil Parkinson. Uh, they, they should be a team who just get better and better and I mean, they've gone to Aldershot and smashed five past them. And then I think they won 6-2 against Kingsley at the weekend. So they're in fine goal-scoring form now. But the the bet that I'm going to take, um, there's only one bookmaker who's priced this up at the minute. And it's not not the greatest odds. Uh, bet365 have gone, uh, I think it's 11-2. I think you might be able to get 7-1 to one or bigger once more kind of firms price this up. I'm going to take uh, an anytime goal scorer and it's the centre-half Aaron Hayden who, who I really like here. I'll just kind of reel off why I think that backing centre-halves for Wrexham is going to be a good way in this season. And if anyone watched Cheltenham uh, go up last season, they'll have noticed uh, the long throw of Ben Toza, which is just a huge weapon, especially in the lower divisions. I think that Long throws are kind of in vogue at the minute and he he can just launch them in from anywhere and uh, Parkinson 
generally quite a direct manager. He likes to get the ball in the box. He, he likes his tall players. And Hayden comes up for these throw-ins. Uh, they get plenty of corners too. And he's just a massive threat. He, he is probably the best in the league in terms of aerial ability. Uh, he scored quite a few for Carlisle, who another very kind of um, direct side under um, under Chris Beach last season. But yeah, if you're just looking at his recent record, he scored three in his last five. Um, he's, he's scored in both them high-scoring wins for Wrexham uh, in the last two games too. So I just think that if you can get around seven to one, um, a probably minimum price for me on a on him would be six to one. Uh, but if you can get kind of bigger than that, uh, I'd take that for a bit of interest because he's going to get probably as many chances as the strikers do for Wrexham because there's, there's so much threat from set pieces. And, you know, if, if you're kind of adding throw-ins on as if they're corners, which is literally what, what is going to be occurring for Wrexham, um, then he'd probably be a, a fair bit shorter. So Aaron Hayden, uh, around 7-1 to one if you can get that. In Wrexham versus Wheelstone. Wheelstone have actually done okay this season um, for quite a small team, but uh, yeah, Wrexham are on fire. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of take them to the cleaners here. And Hayden looks like a, a nice shout anytime. Also, look at the other centre half, Harry Lennon, who I think he's scored two or three as well this season. Um, but and he's, I think he's scored in his last two at home as well. So maybe Dutch, the two anytime scorers there, Lennon. And uh, Hayden, but Hayden's going to be the main pick for me there. Uh, have you got a long shot for us? I hear actually. I've been hearing rumours that you've got a five hundred to one. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, yes. A couple of bits of housekeeping before I get into that, Tom. My other bet was bet three six five. I forgot to say that earlier. The two to one for both teams right. to score in the second half. And your Fiorentina coach Vincenzo Italiano. I love that name. But uh, yeah. I, look, I looked him up there, and he's actually born in Germany, which is gutting, yeah. you know. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> strangely yeah, enough. Bizarre, but um, he, he, yeah, he's been he's been exceptional. He kept Spezia up last season, and they're really struggling this season. So. Yeah, I really like that move for him. Um, yeah, what a name. Aye, I like that game for goals when you, when you look at all the Milan ones of late. Um, mm. Yeah, my long shot, Tom, we digress. Um, my long <laughs> shot's going to be in Scottish League One. Um, it's going to be for the five matches to all finish a draw. Um, I know a few a few mates that I've got to play football with have been tracking the Scottish Championship thinking it might come up one week. It came up four out of five the, um, last month. But right. dropping down a league, Scottish League won two weeks ago again. It came up four games out of the five, finished a, a draw. But if I actually explain what teams are playing who this week, it will kind of reveal this bet's maybe got a wee chance of giving us a wee fun bet for a couple of quid. Um, the odds are 538.78 to 1 we bet 365. It's worth a couple of anyone's quid. Uh, Money, a couple of quid. Um, Airdrie against Cove. Airdrie against Cove is first versus second. Yep. Falkirk versus Montrose is fourth against fifth. Um, the aforementioned Aloha Dumbarton game is sixth against seventh. And Clyde and East Fife are the bottom two teams, ninth against 
tenth. The other game is actually Queen's Park, who are third against uh, Peterhead, who are eighth. But if I tell you Peterhead's last two home matches were 0-0 draws, they're at home again, sorry, against Queen's Park. And Queen's Park's 14 league matches, they've actually drew eight of the 14. So that game's got a chance of being a draw as well. It's one of these wee fun bets we like to try for time to time, as I say, for a couple of pounds. I would advise people maybe to cover off the, the four folds and if they want to get involved in the trebles as well. You know, it's a kind of bet they might want to split up a tenner or something like that. But as I say, it nearly came up a fortnight ago with four out of five in this div. And the Scottish Championship's worth watching as well. But I just think there's maybe a couple of home teams going to um, prevail this weekend in the Scottish Championship. So I've, I'm, I'm liking to be that. When I used to not have time to put some bets on, so I like to look in some of the European leagues. And if a team was 10th against 11th, or if a team was 13th against 14th, like in France and things like that, I'd just stick maybe a couple, you know, a five or a ten or on two draws. And yeah. a lot of the teams in these leagues, these draws could come in, couldn't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to do something similar, kind of put in four draws and play it as a lucky 15 or a Yankee. Um, plenty, plenty of different ways you can go about it, isn't there? Definitely, yeah, but that one will give us a wee bit of interest, I think, because yeah. th- that league started off, everybody thought, myself included, Cove, Queen's Park, Falkirk, those three are going to run away, it'll be one of the three, you know, pick them, who's going to win the league, but th- they've all stumbled and it's, it's very close league, the gap's been closed between them all now, so on any given day, MD can s- scrape a win against MD, so, hence a lot of the draws have been coming home to roost recently, I think, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's, that's a cracking. I mean, I think that's the biggest price long shot we're going to have all season. So, um, <laughs> got to be worth a couple of quid anyway. Yeah, that's great. As I mentioned, um, James, okay, the betting desk, he will be adding his plays on after this. Um, couldn't make the recording tonight, but um, he'll be coming up with them after this. So, just remains for me to say thank you, Jerry. Cheers, Tom. And thank you all for listening. Uh, if you just want to get in contact with us about any kind of betting-related stuff, just hit us up on Twitter and we'd be more than happy to uh, read and, and respond. So, yeah, thanks so much for listening and uh, see you next week. Hi, it's James from the Betting Desk. Recording my bets separately this weekend as I've been away. Um, so bear with me as I walk you through my best three bets of the weekend plus my long shot. First up, Exeter, 1.5 goals at home uh, to Carlisle. Best odds around. This is 1.83. I think if you look at Exeter, they're improving after a poor start. Or an average start, I think, is probably the fairest way to say that. They've actually scored uh, two or more goals in seven of the last eight games. Uh, against some reasonable size, Warsaw, Stevenage, Newport, Crawley, Mansfield, Salford and Oldham. I, I, I think there's mixed opposition in there, but, but some sides that they've done well to score against. Home, third best XG at 1.47. Uh, they've actually scored uh, one and a half goals or more in 75% of their home games. Look at the underlying stats. It's also quite positive. Uh, 1.75 goal scores, I've said. Four for touches in the box. Eighth for the shots in the box. Uh, quite like the look of one or two players they've got this season. Actually, seven different scores at home, which also gives them a bit of confidence. You know, you're not relying on just one player. Uh, Matt Jay, who will just sort of you know play slightly deeper or the drawing role. Uh, he's actually scored in his last six games, uh, ten goals in his last sixteen. Uh, Sam Newbill also uh, is probably do a bit of a goal actually. He's got six and fourteen. 
Um, so, yeah, overall, I, I like what they've been doing. If you look at their most recent games, last four games, 1.86 XG, second most shots in the box, last eight games, got the most shots in the box, uh, and, uh, you know, the most shots on target, or second uh, most shots on target. So they, they, are impro- they are improving, they do look good. Carlisle struggling, a uh, way record of uh, 1-1, drawn 2, lost 5. Look at the, the th- last four uh, away games, they've conceded 3-2, three, 3-4 three, against sides that maybe you, you wouldn't expect that. Um, you know, Bristol Rovers have conceded 3, Sutton they've conceded 4. It's just, just, they don't look particularly clever. I think the underlying stats, which we'll get into in a minute, aren't that bad, but they just they just don't look you just not good, particularly. Uh, the only game they've won away at home, uh, away from home, is Swindon, which they won on the opening game. Uh, since then, it's been pretty poor. Yes, they have played the majority of the top sides away from home, uh, with just Bristol Rovers and Crawley probably in the sort of bottom half. But they aren't clever. They do concede lots of goals. Yes, they've had a change in manager uh, recently, back in October. But since then. Uh, a record of 1-0, drawn three, lost two, away from home, conceded two at Newport and three at Northampton. So it's not like the change in manager has, has changed their fortunes, a huge deal. Um, mentioned that maybe the underlying stats aren't that bad. Uh, I have them sort of ranked 14th uh, in my rankings away from home. So maybe a middle of the, middle of the table away side. Um, 1.3 xg on the road, which is the 17th uh, worst or best in the division. Uh, shots they could come 12 shots on target, six, which is actually quite impressive. But they just generally can see goals. Uh, say, and if you look at their away performances this season, um, they actually have conceded a goal in every game bar Port Vale, which is when they lost the xg quite heavily. Uh, they've conceded two at Crawley, three at Bristol Rovers, two at Hartlepool, four at Sutton, one at Swindon, as I mentioned, two at Newport, three at Northampton, and a, and a nil-nil draw at, at Port Vale. I just can't see Exeter not scoring here, given where we are with Carlisle. Uh, and if you fancy them not 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 to you know not to keep a clean sheet, Carlisle, to get an extra goal at one point eight three does look quite a clever bet to me. So I'm quite happy to jump on board. Um, with with Exeter to score one and a half goals plus at one point eight three with bet three six five. Next bet I'm going to take is actually uh, looks a bit odd on, on paper, but I'm going to take West Brom zero point two five uh, Asian handicap. They're at Huddersfield. Um, I just think the odds are wrong. I think it's a little bit looking at where the teams are in the league table rather than the underlying statistics. If you look at West Brom, I have them six on on, on away ex- expected points. Um, the way form isn't that great, actually. One three, drawn two, lost three. Uh, they actually lost the last three away games, Fulham, Swansea and Stoke. But, it, you know, F- Fulham, without doubt, probably the best away side or any you know, home away side in division. Uh, they were appalling at Stoke, to be fair, and, and Swansea are an odd, odd side. But actually, the underlying statistics of West Brom are, are quite impressive. Fourth XG ratio, third shot in the box ratio, fourth shots in the box on target ratio. 
Um, so uh, they are doing much better than, than maybe the results would, would suggest. Uh, what's important, I think, this weekend is they've got to cut the key players back. Uh, Alex Moyet will play. Um, he's missed the last five games. Um, so without him, they've won two, drawn one, lost two, which isn't great. With him, won seven, drawn four, lost one. So there is quite a big difference of when he plays and doesn't. Uh, Matt Clark will play this weekend. Jake Livermore's back. I think when you add that to the squad they've got with Snodgrass, Phillips, Diangam, uh, Carl Grant and Robertson up front, uh, they're a clever outfit uh, and I think they'll do well. Um, so if you just think that, as you said, that West Brom sixth on ex- expected points away, you compare that to Huddersfield. Uh, y- yes, Huddersfield won five, drawn one, lost two at home. Um, but actually, if you look at the underlying statistics, I have them 17th at home on expected points. 15th on XG ratio, 11th on shots in the box ratio, and 13th on shots in the uh, on target in the box ratio. I haven't actually 12th on my uh, weighted rankings. Um, and just, you know, the underlying stats isn't that great. XG uh, just 1.0, 17th. Yes, they have scored 1.5 goals at home, but I've got them 14th for shots, 12th for shots on on target, 16th for shots in the box. Defensively, they're pretty sound, actually. Uh, 0.9 XG against, which is the ninth. But when you actually look at the underlying stats below that, 1.13 goals against, which is the 14th. So they are conceding more goals than you'd expect but i think that's just an underlying factor that they just they're not as clever as, as maybe their league the league uh, vision uh, would would suggest if you look at their home form they've won five games but it's been hull preston reading millwall and blackpool so uh, you know hull preston and reading they're not the greatest sides i expect all three of those sides to be down there uh, you know come the end of the season they've lost 3-0 to to bournemouth and 2-1 to stoke um, all of their games are being very close uh, on the XG count. So it's not like they're actually going and beating sides quite comfortably. They lost 5-1 to Fulham, and I think they can be got at. Um, and I think this, this game's being priced up on the league position rather than the XG and underlying performance. So I'm quite happy to take West Brom at 0.25 at 1.83 with Betway. My long shot of the weekend is going to be Birmingham minus one Asian handicap uh, away to Hull. That's about 5.0 uh, uh, with most bookies. And Again, I think this is one of the bets that have been sort of priced up a, a little bit incorrectly. Uh, I quite like the Blues, to be honest. Um, if you look at their underlying performances, they are much, much better than the league position would would, would, it, would expect. Uh, and you can't say the same for Hull. So if, if you just go through the Blues, third on away ex, uh, expected points. I had them fourth in my weighted rankings. What that means is I take a number of different statistics and weight them on depending what I think is more more important. So, so shots on target would be more important than maybe shots, for example. Uh, and what I get is, is a sort of a... Uh, a weighted uh, position of each team, and I have them fourth on the on, on their way rankings. Third for XG ratio, fifth for shots on target ratio, second for shots on target in the box ratio. I've got them the third best XG uh, on the road at one point two one, and the second best uh, expected goals against at zero point six six. Defensively, they are excellent, top five for all the metrics. Uh, attacking mid table. 
Um, but not too worried about that. I, I think if they can not concede, they will nick a goal. Um, they won three of the last four. They lost to Reading. Um, on the road, they've been okay. Won three, drawn two, lost three. Uh, they lost to West Brom and lost to QPR, who are, who are both doing well. They also lost to Posh. And Posh actually have been decent at home. They've, they've, you know, some of the top sides they've been able to hold or they are narrowly lost to one or two sides as well. So, so maybe not too much of a surprise, but I think the Blues are massively underrated. And you look at Hull, um, promoted last season, um, but are really struggling this season. I have them 23rd on home expected points, uh, 22nd on XG ratio, just 0.9 XG and 1.29 XG against. Uh, you look at their ratio, 24th for shots on target ratio, uh, 24th for shots in the box on target ratio. Uh, they've lost five of the last six. They beat Barnsley, but it's before Barnsley changed their manager when they were in awful form. Uh, say 22nd uh, home ranking uh, in my own rankings, how I devise that. Um, and then defensively, I think they're incredibly poor. If you look at where they sit, sort of defensively, uh, 21st for XG against at 1.3 goals per game, 24th for goals conceded at 1.38 a game, 20 for shots, 24th for shots on target, and 17th for shots in the box against. So I think you've got two sides that, that maybe on paper look like they're quite comparable. Uh, I think that, that the Blues are a much better side that maybe being slightly unfortunate. I don't expect the, the Blues to win this by, by a huge amount of goal, but I can easily see them winning this at least one, if not two, by two clear goals. If we get two clear goals, we, you know, we, we, we're winning at quite big odds, at sort of five, 5.5, I think the odds are currently. Um, so I'm quite happy to to look at Birmingham as a side that are underperforming against their expected results and for them to win this game um, by a couple of goals and, and take the Blues or Birmingham minus one Asian handicap at about 5.5 at the most because you can get the moment and that's my long shot of the weekend.